Hooray, hurrah, once again, the smartest man in the world, Proofcast, takes to the air here from the salubrious confines of a hotel room in Nashville. It's Stevie Wonder time because it was Stevie Wonder's birthday this week, and he is a national treasure. And there's two things we can appreciate in this country. It's the contribution of people of color to music. And uh, Stevie Wonder is, of course, on the level of, oh, my goodness, who? Cole Porter, James Brown, Ray Charles. Uh, Aretha Franklin, he is at the very top of the list, and uh, that's why we worship him. So happy birthday, Stevie Wonder. Inconceivably young still, because he started at the age of three, and jazz like that. I said we took to the air this week, because um, evidently I can't even remember the intro to my own show. Uh, I noticed that the last two weeks... um, uh, the show's been delivered late, of course, but also that um, there's been a lack of humor. So we're going to try for humor today. So let's get it on. Oh, it's not wild boars this week, you guys. It's wild bears. Um, this is from a site that Jennifer sent me from uh, Fox Sports, of all things. Bear Cub locks himself inside car, honks horn alerting owner. Some of you may find this story scary. Others will find it adorable. On Thursday, a bear cub in Roanoke, Virginia, locked himself inside a Honda Pilot. The vehicle's owner, Ryan McClanahan, woke at 5 a.m. and heard a car horn being sounded on the street. To his astonishment, it turned out that not only was the honking coming from his car, it was being sounded by a 200-pound bear. McClanahan called the police. Oh, always call the police when there's a bear honking a horn of your <laughs> of your car because the cops love that call. It's probably their favorite call. And the Roanoke County police officer Chris Thayer soon arrived on the scene to let the bear out. Thayer stated the bear had done quite a bit of damage trying to find a way out, and by the time he found him, the bear was exhausted from his efforts and was just resting on the seat. You know how bears are. When they can't get out of an SUV, they just get huffy. I'm exactly the same way. It's not unheard of for bears to open car doors looking for snacks, and it is vo- advised that owners lock their car doors to prevent bears from entering them. That was a weird sentence. I believe they mean entering the car, but I'm going to read it again because there's a dangling participle at the end there. It's not unheard of for bears to open car doors looking for snacks, and it is advised that owners lock their car doors to prevent bears from entering them. Hmm. Uh, There you are. Uh, The wild bears roaming once again. Uh, ranging wild and free all over the world. By the way, uh, on the last episode, we were um, so very proud of uh, Monsieur Macron for taking over <clears throat> the government in France. Uh, and then a million things happened in the meantime, uh, things that you've heard about that they won't quit talking about in the news and that everybody's uh, parsing and prevaricating. And, and um, we've watched the uh, Republican 
party uh, disintegrate into a party of um, Nazi collaborators who love white supremacy. There's really no other way around it. Um, unless you want uh, uh, Trump to carry on forever and ever and ever, uh, it's time to jump in and do a couple of things. Here's the first thing you can do. Uh, the House Judiciary Committee is 202-225-3951. That's the House Judiciary Committee, 202-225-3951. Call them constantly and demand that there be hearings uh, about Russia's involvement in our government and jazz like that. Um, a couple of things I wanted to read you um, before we got started. Uh, one is, uh, this week was a, a giant power play by Orange 45, uh, and of course, woefully mishandled, like everything else, chaos, misrule, duplicity, lies, lies upon lies, lies upon lies upon lies upon lies upon lying liars. Um, Sean Spicer and uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, are to public relations what um, Mighty Mouse is to superheroes. Um, they're ineffectual, um, they're uh, completely inarticulate, and they have no capacity for public speaking whatsoever. So it's perfect uh, that they would be elected, um, appointed rather, by Orange 45 to be his spokespeople. And then, of course, later this week, he prevaricated and said maybe he should just send out press releases because, you know, his press people are incapable of accuracy each time they speak. Of course they are, darling. Accuracy is not what this administration is known for. And by administration, I mean um, shit show. And by shit show, I don't mean shit show because shit show indicates that there would be a show put together and that there's some kind of plan. As I've said before in the show, um, they compare him to Hitler, but Hitler had a plan and would have never dressed that poorly. George Orwell said this, but why are they doing it, Greg? Why? Why are they doing that? Why do they want to run roughshod over all of our constitutional niceties? Why do they want to obstruct justice? Why do they want to lie? Why do they want to be in bed with Russia? Well, that answer is obvious. Uh, Manafort, Stone, uh, Page, uh, Kushner, um, Flynn, Orange 45 uh, are all up to their knees uh, in Russian laundering money. That's what's going on. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have had uh, the Russians to the White House the day after he fired the head of the FBI, ostensibly for being mean to Hillary Clinton. And he also called the head of the FBI a showboat. For someone like uh, Orange 45 to call someone else a showboat, wow, there's not enough kettles in the world calling pots black uh, to encompass the unbelievable ocean of um, egomaniacal uh, scoopitude that uh, Orange 45 encompasses. Um, a showboat is all he is. He is um, a crap reality star. Um, I actually like um, the Housewives of Atlanta better, and they would have made better president. Um, I would have picked um, Kim. Uh, George Orwell said this, because to answer my question that I posed earlier, why is he doing this? Um, and why are the uh, GOP, particularly Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan, um, being pliant lapdogs and not doing anything? Every once in a while, Jeff Flake or, or Lindsey Graham or, or John McCain will get a partial semi, uh, you know, uh, tumescence and say, well, this is bad. And I don't think, no, they're not going to do anything. Um, they want money and they want power. And here's what George Orwell said about power, and he knew quite a lot. Power is not a means. It is an end. One does not establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship. The object of persecution is persecution. The object of torture is torture. The object of power is power. And uh, from Animal Farm, and this is how I see the GOP right now, the party of White supremacy, Nazism, racism, homophobia, misogyny, and voter suppression. The creatures outside looked from pig to man, and from man to pig, and from pig to man again, but already it was impossible to say which was which. And then, why does he prevaricate and create a sense of unease and uh, uh, um, 
disquiet among the populace. Uh, all of us who think and read and uh, watch the news and read the news and try to absorb what's going on in this world, we want everything to be better. We want a better society that's more open and free. Uh, and he doesn't. Why does he do this? Orwell said this, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their, of their history. So history happens. We know what happened. Uh, he, uh, uh, he, he, he heard some people um, say some bad things about him, and then he flipped out and reacted like the child that he is. And we know for a fact now that he gets two scoops of ice cream at dinner. Time Magazine reported this. He gets Boston, what was it, chocolate cream pie. He gets two scoops of ice cream and everyone else gets one because he's four years old in his brain, his tiny little orange brain with the giant spirochete burrowing through it like a water wiggle. Um, Destroying history is what he does in order to confuse everybody. The best way to destroy people and deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Um, but we don't. It's not obliterated. We keep the truth. Amy Siskind, as I pointed out every week, writes an amazing article um, which, where she lists all of the high crimes and misdemeanors uh, of Orange 45 each week. Amy Siskin is her name, S-I-S-K-I-N-D, and I suggest you read that. Um, but let's get to the sponsor of the show this week, Man Bag Beer. Sometimes bitches run free. Sometimes you have to watch a hearing on Fox News that you didn't want to watch. Sometimes your penis starts to flaccillate when it should be snackulating. That's when you've got to reach for a frothy, non-alcoholic man bag. Comes in two sizes, ineffectual and impotent. Man bag, the beer that cheats its own taxes. Man bag, sometimes bitches will walk out and say any old thing. They'll tell you that the Russians are interfering with our elections or that the FBI made them lose. That's when you need to stand firm, Comanchero, and put them down. The calm, cool collected judicious Hillary ain't shit compared to you teeing off with a five iron while a Slovenian prostitute cheers in the background and you want to hear that smooth southern intelligent style of Sally Yates bloviating out there that's when those bitches choke like dogs and you've got to pour yourself a man bag comes in six new sizes tiny tinier tiniest infinitesimal microscopic and tangerine tyrant man bag beer you've got to ride tall it tastes like your cock when your cock starts to block you know mother's day came around and it's a time to celebrate motherhood and what women do for everyone and when you've got three ex-wives well two ex-wives and one that lives far away from you and five different children that's when you're gonna want to go it alone commentary get out to the golf course and commune with nature and then have two extra scoops of man bag ice cream comes in two new flavors testosterone and balls man bag beer it tastes like your dick if your dick could perform a trick man bag today's episode is brought to you by dollar shave club Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. Get a great shave at a great price. Conveniently delivered right to your door. 
It's an awesome life hack and a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gave you a cheap shave. Or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you didn't need. And when I use my DSC Executive Razor with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, the blade just gently glides, giving me such a smooth shave. Their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter is transparent for a more precise shave, helps prevent ingrown hairs, and fights razor bumps. You too can make the smarter choice by joining the Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver Shave Butter for only $5, with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their Shave Butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at Dollar Shave club.com slash proops that's dollarshaveclub.com slash proops happy shaving from the smartest podcast in the world so he fired james comey after he heard sally Yates' testimony after he heard hillary clinton dare to get up in front of the public um this is the woman he was going to lock up because she's a witch uh and then uh, James Comey got up and he gave his testimony. And like the reactive three-year-old that he is, he fired the head of the FBI, who had many years left. Um, the FBI head is put in for a 10-year stint because he's supposed to be above politics. We know now that he demanded a dinner with James Comey where he asked for his loyalty. And James Comey did not find that um, an interesting... <coughs> excuse me. James Comey didn't find that an interesting proposition. Uh, let me read to you from Al Giordano. Al Giordano is a, a journalist and activist, a publisher and organizer, a musician, and as he describes here, a chef. He has a site called AuthenticJournalism.org, which you can join. It's called the Fund for Authentic Journalism. Um, I, I have joined, and um, I get the newsletter from them, and it's an extraordinary newsletter. Uh, it's very informative and it talks about the resistance and not from a bernie bro lefty white guy michael moore bill maher place of privilege i hate women misogynistic uh, i don't count people of color in my world type of uh newsletter he actually is an organizer so he knows what's winning and what's losing and uh, i wanted to read you a couple of paragraphs from uh, his newsletter this week. And this is the kind of thing you can get. Uh, you have to pay for it, but I'm going to read you a couple free paragraphs. Again, it's the Fund for Authentic Journalism at AuthenticJournalism.com. And uh, this is uh, what I wanted to read to you. Last Tuesday's night's massacre served to make this administration's authoritarianism finally visible to a critical mass of Americans. And that's what the civil resistance movement accomplishes, step by step. It causes the exposure of what is hidden. The Southern Civil Rights Movement didn't create the violent police brutalities on a bridge in Selma that shook the conscience of a nation. It merely provoked, as Dr. King pointed out at the time, the hidden violence into having to uncloak. Unmasking the true nature of power is not a task for the faint of heart or the easily discouraged. In the doomsday scenarios of the unhinged leader consolidating power, he'll be jailing critics, assassinating opposition leaders, fixing elections, waging foreign wars as a destruction, fomenting fear and terror on the world and among his own population at home. This is a man fully capable of setting off a thermonuclear war just to please an inner brat that wants to marvel at how brightly the clouds mushroom across the sky. He's someone who's openly stated he would put Hillary Clinton in prison, just as despots do around the world regularly to their political rights. And behind what is said is the unspoken. The rival he'd really like to lock up, if he could, is Barack Obama. And he will do all these things exactly to the degree, to the degree that we allow him to do them or not. 
Um, here's what I wanted to read you from this, because this is what gets to the point here. Um, the Congress isn't going to save us. The Senate isn't going to save us. Don't think they are. Yes, there's lots of indictments coming down and grand juries are being formed. And there may even be an outside uh, uh, commission investigating the Russian interference in our election if we can force the House to do it. We are in charge of all of this. But uh, take heart. To the contrary, this week he lost the goodwill of many Department of Justice, FBI, and other law enforcement officials. Many law enforcers feel personally wounded by how he treated James Comey, including many who had voted for the banana Republican after Comey single-handedly rescued his electoral chances in the final 10 days. Trump just bit the hand that fed him and in front of the entire world. Police and military men and women now know that if they, do sim- if they similarly do Trump's bidding, the same will happen to them. That is not a path to consolidating police power. What I want to state off the back of what Al Giordano said here is a good autocrat, a good tyrant, knows that you need the secret police and the armed forces on your side. Otherwise, you're not going to win. And he does not have them. A craftier tyrant, this is Al Giordano, would have consolidated his support from the FBI agents, a group that's 85% white and 81% male, completely unrepresentative of the country, but very representative of Trump's base. But now he squandered their goodwill and provoked a fraternal brotherhood of feds to conspire against him. Um, you cannot rule the armed forces in any land with an iron fist without the backing of its most nationalist wing, the faction of the military that considers its own nation exceptional above all others. Trump's allowance that, as recently as Wednesday, Russian leaders can so openly mock the United States with the sneering contempt showed during their White House visit is not received well by the very generals he'd need to erase the institutions and checks and balances of the state. And this is what I really wanted to get here, get to here. Um, women are leading the resistance. Women, middle-aged women are leading the resistance and women of color. Men, I'm calling on you again one more time to participate in this goddamn process. Yes, you showed up at the march. Yes, you've showed up and yelled and stuff like that. It's time for you to get to the day-to-day business of making the resistance work by phoning, calling, writing, and participating here. So, This is what I wanted to say. For Trump, this is Al Giordano, women exist in a headspace where his fear and misogyny meet. Therefore, they will enjoy special powers to derail him. It's no accident one week prior to his May 9th firing of Comey, on May 2nd, Hillary Clinton broke her long silence and singled out Comey's intrusion. Uh, Clinton's temerity to speak aloud after relative silence and to call subtlety into the question of legitimacy of of his presidency outraged him to distraction. Um, Notice that within 48 hours of Clinton's words, the president of Mar-a-Lago's golf course disappeared from such public appearance and barricaded him outside the media. And then, of course, there's Sally Yates. Uh, But this is the part I wanted to read you because I think it's beautiful. Uh, Pollster Celinda Lake surveyed uh, to know who wanted to call the who was calling the um, House and Senate. It turned out 86% of the calls being made to Congress to save healthcare and stop Trump agenda items are coming from women. 66% are women over 45, and half are between the ages of 45 and 65. (sighs) The surest way to get women of this certain age to speak up is to tell them to shut up. And God help you if you attempt to coerce them with violence, harassment, or threats of it. This generation's having none of it. And this is something I reiterate. I'm comfortable with those being the leadership traits of those in the front of the resistance, relieved, in fact, after watching multiple generations of activist men fail so miserably at their own attempts to lead. It's exactly what's needed at this moment of time, and that goes doubly for middle-aged women of color who fought these battles on the fault lines of race and gender both. They're the ninjas of the current movement. In the uncharted political terrain of a Trump presidency, middle-aged women have already mapped these dynamics to overcome fear and intimidation at the most personal and local level. 
Um, the time has come to organize. How do we do that? You've got to go to um, local meetings. You've got to run for office. You've got to get it on and call, 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 and never stop calling and never stop writing. And if you see women being done wrong, if you see people of color being um, acted against, if you see LGBT people being harmed, if you see disabled people being shunted to the side, speak the fuck up. Use your privilege. Um, Jeff Sessions uh, is reenacting some terrible drug laws this week. Jeff Sessions is, um, to law enforcement, what Deputy Dog was to public safety. He's the racist Barney Fife. Um, he has nothing on his mind but racism at all times and Nazism. Um, he was unqualified to be an attorney 25 years ago. He's unqualified to be one now. Um, he's evil, and uh, he looks like it. He looks like a tiny cartoon um, pogo possum of evil. Um, so understand that their moves they're making um, to reinforced crappy old drug laws that Obama had obliterated are aimed directly at people of color because that's who's going to go to jail. Um, you may be quite aware of that. Uh, and in order to help people who are in jail, you can do this. Um, there's a, uh, a, a fund called nomoremoneybail.org. That's N-O-M-O-R-E moneybail.org. And what they do is um, they give money to uh, women who are in jail. Uh, let me just read you a little bit. Uh, let's see. Every day, an average of 700,000 people are condemned to cages and separated their families because they cannot afford to pay bail. Since 1980, the number of incarcerated women has grown by 700%. Black women and trans women are especially vulnerable to be incarcerated. Black women are twice as likely as their white counterparts to be jailed. One in five transgender women has spent time in prison or jail, and one in three of them reported being sexually assaulted while there. Eight in ten incarcerated women are mothers, and nearly half are in local jails locked in cages. What can we do? We can buy their freedom and push against mass criminalization and modern bondage. Um, if you go to their site, uh, nomoremoneybail.org, you can give money and you can uh, join. And you can also find out which cities, uh, are, are, are an, um, which cities are active in this regard uh, and like that. Uh, what we, there's a whole list of uh, activity items and uh, agenda here, but I wanted to hip you to that because it's a very, very worthy cause. Understand that women and trans women and women of color are being put down by the justice system, and that is exactly the idea. Um, they're living in a world where demographically they know that they're disappearing. They're like the last three uh, Tyrannosaurus on Earth while the small furry creatures gather in the offing and uh, we take over as the warm-blooded, four-chambered heart people. These giant, icky, ugly, old white reptiles need to be decimated and sent back to the cave. And uh, that's how you can do it. By joining nomoremoneybail.org, by phoning the Judiciary Committee, by showing the fuck up. Uh, that's how that works. Uh, also, a voting uh, commission was established this week with a man named Mr. Kobach. Mr. Kobach is famous for um, all the suppressive voting laws in the country, although uh, fantastically today uh, the Supreme Court refused to hear the North Carolina ID law. ID laws are nonsense. There's no reason you should have to produce an ID. There's no reason anyone should have to produce anything but their address. Of what, if you're a registered voter and you live in a state, that's all that should really be required. There is no such thing as voter fraud. Um, Trump keeps on with the uh, constant of oh, three million illegal people voted. They didn't. Uh, this is complete fiction. And Kobach is a Nazi and needs to be stopped as well. Uh, a really groovy time to call a senator or congressman and demand that that not happen. And that if you have a Democratic person in your district, demand that they do not sit on that committee. Toxic, rich, white, racist male privilege is running rampant. They've been empowered. Uh, they've got the football and they're running wild with it. And that's what we have to do every day is get up in the goddamn morning, have a cup of coffee, smoke a joint and fucking fix this shit. 
Um, I want to touch on one quick point here. It was Mother's Day on the weekend, and we all have mothers. I had a mother. My mother died at 94. And she raised four children largely on her own without help from two husbands who were not much help at all. Um, my mother was a waitress and worked double shifts. Uh, my mother never wrote a column about how difficult it was. She also made hot meals for us every day and looked after us uh, and dealt with a great deal of turmoil. Um, I may not have loved my mother every minute, and she did have her faults, but I have nothing but respect for my mother and my sisters as well, who also... Uh, have children and have gone on a hard uh, journey uh, through this world. Um, Orange 45 went to the golf course by himself on Mother's Day. His wife lives in New York with his son, his son who he never speaks of proudly, his son who he never visits, his son who he never says anything good about except during the election when he said, oh, he's so good with the internets. Um, he also has five other children from two other women. No person of color or woman that ran for president would ever be allowed to have those things. Only a toxic, rich, white, racist male would be allowed that privilege. Um, imagine if President Obama went golfing and didn't spend Mother's Day with Michelle and the girls. Imagine if he did that. Imagine if Hillary went golfing and didn't spend Mother's Day with her family, her granddaughter, her daughter, and her husband. Um, imagine the inconceivable amount of bullshit that would be weighed down by all of the pundits on TV, by all of the editorial boards of every paper. Um, Orange 45 gets a free pass, as far as I'm concerned, every second of the day. Just this morning, I was watching MSNBC, and a Democratic senator was on demanding that there be uh, an internal review and a commission, an external commission, of uh, Russia's activities in our election. And the MSNBC reporter said, well, if he said it, the, the point was they weren't going to approve the new head of the FBI until the commission is established. And she said, doesn't that make you obstructionist? No, it doesn't. It makes you a patriot. Obstructionism is, uh, is shoving Neil Gorsuch through when you sat on Merrick Garland for a year. Obstructionism is keep bringing up the same crappy health bill that is a, one per, a tax break for the 1%. Um, obstructionism is being Mitch McConnell, an albino cave salamander whose wife is in the cabinet. That's what obstructionism is. Uh, just to clear that up for you, Powers Booth is swirling in the heavens. You may remember Powers Booth. Uh, he was on Nashville with our good friend Charles Esten. And 24, he was also in a show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. My favorite role of his is, of course, uh, in uh, Tombstone, where he's Curly Bill, and Deadwood, uh, where he was awesome. He also made a really groovy movie uh, when I was in college called Guiana Tragedy, the story of Jim Jones, where he played Jim Jones. Um, Powers Booth was from Texas and did nothing but give joy uh, to everyone as a, a very sexy and dark, broody character actor. Michael Parks. Michael Parks was a, a brilliant actor who you'll know from Kill Bill and from Dusk Till Dawn and lots of uh, other character parts that he played over the years. When I was little, he was a gorgeous TV actor. And in 1969, uh, when I was eight, he had a bitchin' TV series called Then Came Bronson, where he was a disillusioned school teacher who hit the road on a Harley Davidson to go have adventures every week. And this was the opening of the show. What's that? Taking a trip. Yeah. Where to? Oh, I don't know. Where I end up Yeah, I wish I was you. Really? That was the businessman in the car saying, taking a trip. And he's like, wherever I'm going to. And the businessman says, I wish I was you. And he's like, well, hang in there. Right? Uh, Michael Parks was so groovy. And the reason why he was so groovy is he was gorgeous. Um, and, yeah, this is the theme song to the show. Fantastic. Going down that long 
lonesome highway Bound for the mountains and the plains Oh yeah, Michael Park sang. I had one of his albums when I was in college. So I was at a pharmacy in L.A. about three or four years ago, and he was sitting there waiting for one of his prescriptions because he was older. And I went up to him and I said, I think you're fantastic. And he was like, thanks, man. And I was like, I almost wanted to say, are you taking a trip? And he was like, no, just going wherever. And I'm like, I wish I was going with you. And he would go, Greg, hang in there. That's all we can do is hang in there, baby. Remember two things, baby. We're not done. They're in disarray. Nazis don't win at the end of the day. They can't. Um, they've got nothing. You saw the white supremacists the other day with their Home Depot tiki torches down in Virginia because they're protesting Confederate generals' uh, statues being taken down. They were going to take down Robert E. Lee's statue, and it really bummed them out. If Confederate generals' statues being taken down is all you've got on your mind, you are a goldfish. You're a coolie loach. You can look up what a coolie loach is. You're an exotic fish in a tank with no brains whatsoever going in a circle. Get something to think about that has some meaning in your life. Uh, remember, you can join us. Uh, we'll be at the Bell House in Brooklyn on the 26th of May. That's right after Thanksgiving. It's a great time to get away from your parents. Um, we'll also be at the Lady Parts Justice League Vagical Mystery Tour. You can look them up fantastically at uh, Vagical Mystery Tour dot uh, com vagical mystery tour dot com i'm going to be in jackson mississippi with them the sixth we're going to the um last planned parenthood in jackson mississippi on the seventh we're doing a show that night um in jackson mississippi it's going to be awesome that's with liz winstead then uh the next weekend after that of the 10th i will be at the negro league museum hosting a hall of game day event uh with dave stewart al oliver uh maury wills and Lee Smith, the great reliever. I couldn't be more chuffed about that. I really couldn't be more chuffed. Yes, I get to go to the Negro League Museum and host an event there. It's a dream come true for me. Uh, you can also join us on the 13th uh, at the Cine Family. We'll be showing Harold and Maude and Deb from Cakes to Die For. We'll be out in front with her Hearst. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Jennifer chose the movie. We're only picking movies that are beautiful. Um, uh, the 11th El Segundo Public Library event, I'm afraid I can't do. If I mentioned it before, I won't be there at that one. But Fred Stoller will be there, and he's a beautiful person, so go see him. The 24th of June, I'll be at Idiot Fest in the Silicon Valley. I will be in Mill Valley. California on the 21st of June uh, at 6.30 p.m. doing an outdoor event with uh, uh, Brian Copeland and my old buddy Tom Sawyer from uh, Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. It's free to attend that and then the next night with any luck we'll be doing a, a podcast at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley. I'll let you know about that one. We're working it out now. The 26th of June we'll be at Bar Lubitsch in West Hollywood. That's free to come to. It'll be at 8 o'clock. Then we'll be at the Punchline in San Francisco July 20th through 24th. The the podcast will be on the 20th that night. Then we'll be at Politicon in Burbank, California, the 29th through the 30th of uh, July. And then uh, in Edinburgh uh, to do Who's Live Anyway and a couple of podcasts there. You can go to gregproops.com and find out all the info there. I wish you nothing but love. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This is a shorty this week because I want you to fucking like me. Uh, may every page you turn be a uh, satchel page. May every bell ring for you be a cool Papa Bell. And if you have to buy bonds, make sure... They are Barry Bonds. I wish you nothing but love and nothing but peace. Good night.